you can, it's so easy to take things personally and I think like you've got to use negative situations and negative experiences with people in your life to be able to transfer that and cope better in, in, a, in a business sense as well. Like there, there's a lesson to be learned in all of you. Welcome to Unstoppable, the podcast for anyone who believes that their past and current circumstances do not define their future potential. I'm Karina Burton, your host and co-founder of CPR Construction Cleaning. This show is a series of pro-founding conversations that share stories and experiences of unstoppable people. Those who are willing to change, discover what it means to be aligned, and who are also willing to face tough challenges that stand between them and their dreams. As a coach and marketing expert, I live my life believing that I am unstoppable. Now I want you to know that you are unstoppable too. Hello, Charlotte. Thank you so much for joining us um, on the Unstoppable podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on this. So yeah, great to get the invite. Um, you have to let us know exactly where you're um, where you're calling in from. Um, so I'm based in Portsmouth in um, the southwest of England. It's probably like the furthest southwest you can get, actually. <laughs> What is the climate like right now? What is the weather? Is it nice? Um, no, <laughs> it's not. It's a bit drizzly and grey today. Um, yeah. So I don't know. February is usually a little bit cold, but I don't. I don't mind it actually. I hate really hot climates. I'm not. I don't do well in the heat. So this is actually fine for me. But for most people, they probably wouldn't like it. What about you? Well, so that's why I asked, because I'm always fascinated about people who are, you know, in another country. I'm in the United States and I right now I live in um, just a suburb just outside of Phoenix, Arizona. And it's typically about um, 70 degrees. I mean, even during the winter right now, it's a little bit, it goes back and forth from being 50 to 70. So it's just messing with my allergies. Oh. But um, yeah. I, 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 I really want to go to, um, Europe and the UK, but you know, we've got to let some things calm down. Things I will not talk about on this. Podcast. No, Charlotte, I am so curious to know you are creating this amazing brand and I want to know what was it in this journey that you've been on that has been your unstoppable moment that has made you realize, I can do this. I am unstoppable. And I know that I can achieve my goals and my dreams. Um, I guess there's been quite a few hurdles since um, just in the very short time I have been doing this, to be honest with you. Um, probably one of them was the shipping crisis. So when I very first started the business, I went about the design process. Was that year? Sorry? Was it during 2020? Yeah, so it was in 2020 in June when I started. So I think it's okay. about eight months in now. And um, bearing in mind, I had no experience in product development whatsoever. No previous design experience, apart from when I was... I think I was about 16, I went to college and did fashion design for one month and I left because I hated 
my teacher. <laughs> and I was quite a little rebel at that age. So that didn't last for long. So yeah, no, no practical skills in product development, sustainable materials. Um, I didn't really know what I was doing at all. But what I really wanted to do was develop a laptop bag for women that actually looked really good that sort of reflects women a bit better than most laptop bags do I'm sure if you know everybody's seen the traditional laptop bag they're not pretty <laughs> ladies I mean but gentlemen too yeah. this laptop bag is absolutely beautiful yeah so the so first the first hurdle was finding sustainable materials I could use that were practical that were that were going to serve the purpose it was intended for but I, I definitely think the biggest hurdle that I had was um I I had the pricing and everything I put a deposit down a massive deposit on on all of this stock and so I knew then I had to raise the further 70% of the capital required to buy the stock and X amount for shipping. And um, so as the time got closer and closer for the stock to be ready, I put everything out for pre-order and it went really well. And I thought, hey, I'm onto something here. Like I, I sold a lot of stock pretty much within a couple of weeks and I was really excited and then came the shipping crisis and I realized that firstly if I wasn't going to pay to air freight my stock in I wasn't going to get it for six months and also everyone was trying to air freight stock in or get it into the UK somehow or another so the price had just gone absolutely through the roof. And like I had like the most soul destroying moment where I realized I not only hadn't made any money on all of those sales, I'd actually lost money on them. <laughs> Honestly, that was quite crushing because I'd done the math and thought, <laughs> I thought, oh my goodness, like this is amazing. Um, so fortunately, I sold out of that first design three times, but I literally did all of that for nothing. Like, I'm not even joking. And I had to take like out like short term loan that was a really high interest just off the belief that I'm going to be able to pay this, um, the, you know, to get the stuff over and, and it's going to sell so I can pay it back. Because if I wouldn't have been able to pay that back, I'd have been screwed very, very quickly. So, yeah, I was taking quite a lot of risks at the time. And, I, you know, as much as I, I did speak about that a little bit, I didn't really go into a lot of detail what was sort of going on behind the scenes, but it was massively, massively stressful. At the same time, I'm actually like working um, a full time job, pretty much. Well, um, do I, I provide LinkedIn marketing services for other small businesses um, and for some big businesses too as well, actually. Um, so, you know, I've always got uh, between eight and 15 accounts on the go there. Um, so I'm trying to juggle all of that, trying to juggle everything that's going on with the bags. Meanwhile, not making any money with any of it. But I just went in on the blind faith that, you know, if I managed to deliver those bags and people got them and they were happy that I would be building the brand and building the brand reputation. So I kind of saw it as an investment. So, I, you know, I still felt really excited throughout because of all the feedback that was coming back was so amazing from, from customers and I was still managing to sell. And I just kept saying to myself, like, you've really got to sell yourself out of this absolute mess that you've made. 
And if you don't just keep going and sell your way out of it, then you are done for. So I just had to keep going with it. But in a weird way, I think it's made it more successful because like you had to do it. There was no other way. You never stopped. You're like, I literally cannot fail because then how would you pay you know, these loans or salvage anything in return. So you're just like one foot in front of the other. And that's such truth. I just saw a quote that said, if I'm in hell, why would I stop in hell? Right. You might as well just plow on through to the other side so that you can get to the other side instead of just sitting there and saying, what am I going to do in the most horrid place of my life? So I want to back up a little bit because you had mentioned that you um, you currently are doing some <clears throat> LinkedIn marketing, but you mentioned that you were about 15 or 16 when you were doing a little bit of um, design. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so you knew, like, I'm interested in this, but maybe that just wasn't the right fit. I think, you know, when I think, I think when I was younger, I always felt really, really trapped in Portsmouth, which ironically, I keep trying to leave this town, but I keep flipping well ending up back here. I don't know how. (laughs) (laughs) I've left about three times and every time I have to come back with my tail between my legs, but I'm sure it's going to happen one day. Um, So yeah, I felt really trapped and just really unhappy as a teenager I think like just really like I just felt like I was destined for bigger things like and I just didn't want to I didn't want to stay here at all and one thing that I always really loved was fashion and I remember I used to get the train up to London and go shopping with my friends and and one day I was approached by a, a agent that said to me like oh like we'd love to speak to you about doing some modeling and I remember like being absolutely buzzing and going back and telling my mum and of course my mum did what any mum would do and was like you are never doing that you need to focus on your education and I was just like you've ruined my life so um so yeah but I've uh, from 17 to up until I had my daughter and even actually when I was pregnant I was still modeling I did actually leave go to London and and I was modeling for five years as a commercial model so I was involved in fashion in some way but it was commercial modeling it wasn't fashion modeling I always wanted to do high-end fashion modeling but I've never been tall enough never been skinny enough I've always had too much of a plain face as well like a, a like a more of a girl next door kind of look so I don't think I was ever going to be edgy enough to do high fashion modeling but yeah I've always had an interest in in fashion and you know and and clothes and yeah. things like that definitely although I'm gonna step back and say you are gorgeous you're oh. stunning <laughs> well so yeah. are you and you've got so much on the fashion industry um, so that's a really cool, I mean, it is a really cool story because it once again shows life is so strange and so unpredictable, right? At that time, you probably were thinking, okay, I'm not ever going to do anything with product, right? I'm not going to create something possibly you're, you know, you went off and did something that was kind of in the space, um, you being the model and Yet here you are, you know, many years later and you're fulfilling something that, you know, was deep down inside of you. And that's such a testament to 
you know, we are what we think about, though, even if it's deep down inside buried in inside of us, it's always going to come to fruition, somehow, some way, like our deepest thoughts and our desires that we love in life. Um, growing up, did you have someone because it sounds like throughout your life, even though you were being a, you were a model, you were an entrepreneur in your own way, a solopreneur, somebody who is really self-sufficient and capable of earning their own way. Um, did you have someone in your life that um, was a role model for you that encouraged you or is it just like one of those innate natures that you have <laughs> built in you? Actually, like, and I, and I don't talk about this much, but actually at the time when, when I was about 17, um, I totally felt on my own I had a boyfriend at the time that I lived with but he was not I would not call him a role model or someone that was a particularly good influence either um I did have a friend um John who um you know we we're still connected on Facebook and stuff we don't really talk now but um definitely like throughout those years in some kind of way I always felt like he was a little bit of a guardian angel and there was a couple of people along the way that just pulled me to one side and were like hey like you know you need to sort yourself out or or they you know they they, they tried to help me in some way but I definitely think for like many years during those, those like uh you know old teenage years I was just I was just thinking I'm gonna do really well just to annoy people that had hurt me basically I thought actually I'm going to go off and, and do this and I'm going to prove myself and I'm going to make myself successful because uh, because I'm going to show you basically it was done out of anger which is yeah. bizarre because I managed to work with you know I worked with Robbie Williams I did I worked on clean and clear campaigns I, I was a face of body shop for and skincare range I was doing TV commercials for MTV. Oh, I, I was working on some pretty cool stuff and I got to travel to some different places. And, you know, I was getting TV commercial jobs that were like 10 grand each at the time. That was a lot of money. Obviously, that was a long time ago. And, you know, I, I ended up being very successful. But in the end, I ended up kind of ruining it for myself because I was just miserable and and I didn't respect the money I was earning either I would get it and I would go and then just throw it away I'd go out partying too much I was hanging out with the wrong people I was really looking for some direction I don't think I ever got that until I had my daughter and I started to repair broken relationships from my past that I was trying to just so desperately get away from and not allow them to impact me anymore deep down they were just destroying me and I in some way that drove me to do really well but in the end it just ended up coming to a halt anyway that do you feel like it was because yes absolutely it actually makes a lot of sense because we can take like for me for instance i had something very similar happen to me i became a single mom and you know three daughters uh this is about now it's over 10 years ago wow. and they told me you will never be successful, mm. right? I, I, at the time, didn't have my college education. Um, I didn't really have any work experience other than when I was a teenager because I was a stay-at-home mom. And I used that to, um, 
to really fire me. And I still use it to this day. I, I, I use it and I say, you know what? I had people who turned their back on me, who doubted me. Um, but then at the same time, I can see moments where if you don't hone that in, that can be not, not necessarily your focus, but um, it's not filling the void of happiness, yeah. right? And I feel like that's where, you know, maybe that you experienced that instead you were like, I think that if I do these things like partying and buying things and going out, it's going to fill this void. And at the time it wasn't filling the void, but you were very successful. And so, you know, you did end up learning a lot. And I, and I know that we go through these really hard times of mistakes that we make because it helps bring clarity. If you didn't see the mistakes that you made previously, then now here you are, you know, having a business that I know that it's a new business, but you're doing it and you're doing it during a pandemic. So, I mean, yeah, and congratulations you, what, what, because that's amazing. What you just said is so true. Um, and that is that, it, you know, when stuff does go wrong, um, you, you've got to check yourself. You can't always blame bad experiences or things that people have done. Oh, I'm that way because of them. They did that to me yep. and that's why I behave like that now. You have got to take responsibility at some point for your own behaviour. And, and that's really hard sometimes, especially when you have been hurt or you, or you feel like you've been, like you said, like, you know, like abandoned or someone's, uh, uh, you feel like people are judging you or whatever. You have got to choose how you're going to react to that. And I always remember this saying, um, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And I think that's so mm -hmm. true. And I think one of the most humbling things that happened to me was like you, um, I had my daughter and I moved back to Portsmouth when she was five months old. And I always remember when I left Portsmouth, I said that the worst thing in my mind would be to become, you know, just, a, 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 it, this sounds so awful now saying it out loud, but this is honestly what I thought at the time. The worst thing for me in my life would be to end up a single mum in Portsmouth because I went through school and I saw so many girls that was their literal, that was their only option mm -hmm. in their life. And, and they didn't really have much aspirations career wise or what they wanted to do. And I just never wanted to do that. And so after coming off the back of like being on TV and like all my neighbors down my mum's road, knowing about it and stuff, and then coming back with nothing, yeah. um, not knowing what I was going to do for the to make any money I had no proper work experience no proper education I wasn't going to be able to be a model around here like it just wasn't going to happen um yeah. it was a really difficult time and I knew then like that's it now I need to get serious about what I'm going to do because it's not just me anymore like it's not just me that's got to live with the consequences of my decisions mm -hmm. I've got a I've got a woman up, like I've got to take responsibility. I've got to turn yeah. stuff around. And if it takes me five or six years, she'll still only be five or six by then. I just need to get a good education and I just need to work hard and I need to figure something out. And it wasn't until 2019 that I started working for myself again. And now I worked out the other day throughout my life, I've worked for myself longer than I've actually been in employment now. And I much Amazing. prefer it that way. <laughs> What did you do right when you were kind of getting your life together, so to speak, right? When you're like, okay, I need to figure out how to juggle motherhood and yeah. providing. 
Pulse, what was so that was what was the really first? really difficult um actually when i when i left matilda's dad I, he he would he harassed me horrendously um and it was it was just an absolute living hell to be honest for the whole uh year after um so i, I it, that made me really ill actually i was very very thin at the time but all i could think about was i just need to go like go to college basically so i remember mm-hmm. that year i came back i was just completely broken and my mum said to me and i always remember my mum saying this to me charlotte you're too you've got too much of a busy brain i know you feel depressed now but you just need to just enroll on a course and just get on with it because in two or three months time you'll be it. feeling better and you'll be bored out your mind and you, the boat will have sailed just go and do it and I remember thinking like why is she doing this to me at the time (laughs) so I went and um, signed up on a photography course and I did that part-time that year from when Matilda was five months old and then the following year I went and enrolled on um, business administration which would to me was the most boring thing in the world but what I thought at the time was I need to get a qualification so that I can get a nine to five job so that I can look after my daughter and that fits in with school hours. So I went and did all of these qualifications that I absolutely, to be honest with you, I absolutely hated. I did business, business administration, finance, uh, like a HND and business management. Like for me, it was torture, (laughs) but I just did it. And I did it alongside working full time in the end. So um, I did the first year doing photography and then I did, um, business administration level two and then I actually lied to get onto a higher education course so it was basically like a foundation degree that I did because I did a certificate a level three certificate I told a porcupine when I was in the interview because I thought I'm not having another year of doing this crap (laughs) so I said yeah yeah I was like yeah yeah I've got a level three qualification (laughs) and they were like oh okay brilliant enrolled me on a on a level four course which I wasn't qualified to do but I just thought I'm I'm not having adding another year on I want to get past that year so I just thought to myself Mm -hmm. like I can find everything I need on Google and eventually they just stopped asking me for my certificate and I think I was like almost like too far gone in the course that they just let me carry on with it so I really struggled that year actually but I think it's the best thing that I that I did because it taught me how to research things using the internet and how to be so resourceful and I had to be so driven to do it so I I, I was working full-time college once a week in the evening and then obviously like had Matilda as well so I I had to do all my coursework in the evening once I put her to bed so I quite often would go into work and my eyes would just be like streaming down with water because I was so tired but I'm sure you know that feeling like you're just like just do this year <laughs> like just get through it yes yeah. I, t- I totally can relate I understand that what I hope the listeners get from this, though, is that you not only were working to provide for you and your daughter, but you were going through hell with dealing with emotional crisis. You're, you have been broken. You are being, you know, harassed. You are dealing with all these emotions that we all know when we're going through that, it's very hard to do anything. A lot of times you want to just lay in bed and throw a blanket over your head and just not think. It, it was and so difficult actually because that. But at that time I was getting messages. Um, the police had advised me, don't block, don't block that number because um, 
then you won't know, you know, if anything is going to happen because there were a lot of threats sort of flying around so they were like it's not really safe to block the number but just don't reply um but at the Mm -hmm. same time they were like you're also not allowed to stop any contact with your child otherwise you're breaking the law so I was like um not really sure like what I'm supposed to do in this situation like what am I supposed to do and um also like friends and family members were receiving like honestly just absolutely obscene messages it was just so embarrassing like it was just really really embarrassing and horrific and and every single time yeah and every single time I I had to like phone the police and report stuff it was just even just playing them the voicemails and showing them the messages and like what they said about me and stuff was just honestly soul destroying and just so embarrassing like it was it was just one of the worst things that I've I've ever experienced I actually ended up just um I was so skint at the time but I basically phoned my landlord and begged them like if another property comes up please tell me because I do not want to be in this house anymore like I'm always worried I'm worried he's going to come to the house and and he managed to let me transfer properties um so we we managed to live basically undisturbed for a year um but yeah it didn't it didn't last for long but I mean like the worst of it was over by then and it sort of calmed down a bit after that but it was a really really crap year and I I had to just keep going to college like exactly and you had to keep going to work and you know um, a lot of people um can utilize saying well the stuff I've been through, how could I be expected to go beyond, right? Like you're like, okay, I have to work, but how could I go to college and do extra things in my life? And you didn't look at it. You did not look at it like that. You thought I have to do this. I have to get through this and I'm going to figure out how to basically you know, categorize everything in in your life, even though it probably felt like a big giant mess, but you, you know, once you were probably in, um, you know, school, you tried as much as you could to just focus on that. And then you Mm -hmm. dealt with whatever you had. I mean, at least for me, that's how I had to really kind of like turn my brain off when I was working Mm -hmm. and be like, I'm focusing on work right now. I'm not thinking about anything else. Um, because if you do, you can be completely and utterly consumed. But so many people forget that, you know, as we're all trying to climb this ladder of success, whether it's in your career, whether it's being an entrepreneur or a solopreneur, something in your life of that is brings you the feeling of success. We also, and we want to know the strategies. How did that person get there? What did they strategically use? You know, their game plan, their foundation. And along the while, they're not thinking, well, if you're spiritually or your mindset and you're not strong on what the what life throws at you, you know, your career and your business and everything else is going to throw a gazillion different things at you. But I, I actually you know, people think don't think that's so a great example for people, in my opinion, of staying motivated regardless of your circumstances because your choices define you. I not actually think like someone deliberately going out of their way to try and literally destroy you is quite a good motivator to not let that happen. 
<laughs> so it, I mean if that's not going to give you enough drive to be like right actually I'm not having this and actually I'm going to be even more successful just to show you that nothing you've done is gonna you know impact my life if anything that particular person and what they put me through made me so resilient because I've literally had every insult under the sun thrown at me I've I've had, like anything that anyone could say to me verbally I, I've had it all already I've gone through all of that emotion like I'm very good at shutting off now emotionally in many ways if like even even in um you know that comes into play in, in business quite a lot because I think it's easy to take things quite personally you know if you get a cancellation especially like in the early days when you're building your business you can it's so easy to take things personally and I think like you've got to use negative situations and negative experiences with people in your life to be able to transfer that and cope better in, in a in a business sense as well like there, there's a lesson to be learned in all of those things I think yes absolutely so you, you brought up the word motivated and so I'm curious to know what I feel like I know, but what is it that has really deeply motivated you and has been able to, you know, make you so passionate that regardless of what comes at you, you are going to put one step and, you know, one foot in front of the other and continue forward? Yeah. I Honestly, it, it, the only reason why I think that I have gone on this kind of journey of wanting to better myself is completely at 100% down to my daughter. I think before I had my daughter, I just did not really like myself or care about myself particularly, if that makes sense. And since mm -hmm. having her, I've had to grow up with her and I've had to learn that I need to take care of myself in order to be able to take care of her. And actually, like, mm -hmm. the unconditional love that you get from a child and everything that they actually give to you is so precious that how can that not drive you to want to do your absolute best and be the best person that you can be to set a good example for them? Like, she is absolutely yes. everything to me. And, you know, even, like, recently, I've seen some of the stuff that she's doing off her own back. Like, she's just started her own little jewellery business on Instagram, and she's only nine oh, years old. And I think, you know, she she's only doing that because she's been in lockdown with me and watched me building my businesses. And, you know, I, I feel so proud of her and myself when I look at how wonderful she is because I think I did that. <laughs> so, yeah. do you know what I mean? <laughs> I totally understand. And you know what I think is really, um, it's a testament, you know, to being a parent and a, a mother, a mother who is um, going out and making her own way financially, you know, whether it is someone who, you know, is this, uh, is already married and maybe they have this dream that they want to pursue and they want to, you know, see what they can create for themselves but you know also single parents as well i think that um <clears throat> we have this guilt this guilty f feeling of like oh i'm not giving my children this time right because you're putting your your energy into building something and really in the end and i've seen this also with my daughter so i'm so grateful that you shared this with us charlotte because you are setting such a great example um, on 
achieving your dreams. And so as they watch you, they are literally saying to themselves, if my mother can do it, I can do it too. There's nothing that's going to stop them. And so, you know, as, as mothers, when you feel guilty about going and working and, and doing what you feel is best, but you have the guilty mom feeling of not being there, just know that, um, they are watching and they know how much how hard you work and what you prioritize, right? Because that's when they'll know, you know, I never miss any of my children's events. I'm I'm at every single thing. I take them to their activities, but I am busy. I am so busy. And there are some days where, you know, I I can't pick them up from school mm-hmm. and, you know, I can't do certain things because I'm extremely busy, but the things that really matter, I'm always there and I spend quality time with them. So I'm so grateful that you shared that with us. I wanted to know, on a business aspect, what was the one thing that really strategically, and I'm sure this may be some of your secret sauce, but maybe not, I don't know, um, that kind of tipped it over to the other side to kind of really make this fluidity work for you and your company and you're like, I'm on a, I'm in a good space. You know, I know that every day we have to work towards it, but what has helped you? Um, so I think, I think I get what you're asking here. So for me, I find it, especially with the bags, like I find it very, very motivating when I see, um, my customers with, with the products, I see the Mm. reviews that they're giving and I feel like I can use this business. Eventually I'm not in a space at the minute to do it, but my goal with this business is that in the next two to three years, I can use it as a vehicle to achieve some of the things that I, I would like to see change for women in business and in a wider sense as well and I and I definitely think that I will be able to do that because uh, you know I, I just know I will like even last month I was able to gift an entire collection of the bags to a, uh, um, a charity called Smartworks in um, Newcastle and they basically they're amazing charity they work with women that um, have been out of work for some time that want to get back into work. Once they've had a confirmed interview booked in, they can go there, they get free Mm -hmm. interview coaching and they get an outfit to wear to their interview and they got a 75% success rate of passing the interview. And if they get the job, they can go back and then they get six weeks worth of outfits to wear to work so that they've got the correct work attire for before their first paycheck and like to me that's amazing that is amazing eight months in and you have been able to do that and you absolutely i know it you're i'm excited to see where you're going to be in eight months from now and achieving your goals Uh, before we end this interview i wanted to ask um because this is really important for me um as an individual and so i'd love to find out what other people's mantras are what do you tell yourself or what would you tell yourself your younger self or even your daughter um a mantra that really helps you keep that one foot in front of the other and that positivity oh i don't know don't don't worry about what other people think (laughs) 
that would be yes. the one thing like don't worry don't worry about it because that's the one thing that will always hold you back from actually doing stuff is like oh I don't want to publicly fail or if I put that out there and I get a terrible response like what are people going to think of me are people going to judge me what if I do that and it all goes wrong you know you think all those things of course you do but you just got to push yeah. them to one side and just get on with it because at the end of the day who gives a crap if something goes wrong it goes wrong did the on to the next thing you know just that's life unfortunately like maybe 20 things will go wrong before something goes right but you only need one thing to go right in a very good way and, and you're all right so yeah. yeah don't worry about what other people think and just you know as much I as you it. can try and just be yourself and and also you know put yourself first as well because it's taken me 30 years to learn that actually like oh, I need to be happy in order to make the people that I love mm-hmm. happy like we like we were saying earlier like you feel that guilt when you go to work or you feel that guilt when you go mm-hmm. do something for yourself actually like a happy mom it creates happy children you've got to be happy yes. in yourself to be able to help your children flourish and help them learn how to be happy healthy human beings so yeah, exactly. And, and it all starts with the example, right? They, You can say and tell them all you want until you do it yourself. That is when the real um, impact is going to happen for them, right? And that's where they're going to be able to say, I know I can, or they have this great belief is because they watched you along the way rather than you just telling them, but your actions are saying something completely different. Absolutely. Actions always speak louder than words, 100%. Well, Charlotte, thank you so much for joining on um, the Unstoppable podcast. You are honestly a true representation of being unstoppable. I've loved listening to your journey and I truly look forward to continuing to watch. Um, You are on several social media platforms and I know that the viewers are going to be very curious to know about um, your your business, um, Carter, and your and your uh, laptop bag. So share with us where they can find you. Yeah, amazing. So I am on LinkedIn a lot. So you can find me on LinkedIn. It's Charlotte Carter. And you can view my bags and the full collection over at carterbags.com. Um, and you can sign up to our email newsletter there as well if you did want to keep in touch and, uh, you know, see all of the different developments that are happening within the company and new products and um, also, I don't think I've mentioned it throughout the whole uh, conversation, but everything that um, I sell is made from recycled materials as well. So it's all sustainable. Amazing. <laughs> Yay. So not only are you building a brand that's going to then help other people, you're being sustainable along the way. You are so impressive. Oh, thank you. And I can't wait to see where this takes you as well, because I'm sure it's going to be a huge success. So best of luck with with your podcast. And I will be following you. And make sure you keep in touch as well. Yes, for sure. Thank you so much. Thanks. Amazing.